Welcome to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, sponsored by DS Beverages, your Anheuser-Busch distributor in Paul Bunyan Country, Ace on the Lake of Bemidji, Bonded Lock and Key, your home for Liberty Safes, Pepsi Nye Bottling of Bemidji, Timberline Sports and Convenience in Black Duck, and Clearbrook Electric. Today on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, we get to check in with Bryce Balbrecht. He is a DNR conservation officer here in Paul Bunyan Country. Bryce, welcome back to the show. Good to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. Well, Bryce, uh, we are in a time of year. Uh, obviously, we still have a lot of fishing seasons going on, uh, all of them, actually. And uh, and on top of that, we're getting hunting season upon hunting season going. Um, how does a conservation officer uh, cover everything? It can be difficult at times. Like you said, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Uh, just about every season is open except for the firearms deer season and muzzleloader hunting. But, yeah, we have an extremely good fall fishing bite going on in this area. So I have to spend a bunch of time on the lakes, but at the same time we got grouse hunters out there, and they're doing pretty well this fall compared to the last couple of years. And waterfall hunters early in the mornings now, so it's it's very busy out there. How do you, as a conservation officer, uh, or any conservation officer for that matter, manage to keep tabs on what all the rules are on all the seasons, et cetera, et cetera? Kind of just refresh every year, um, pay attention to what's new for the, the year. Um, a lot of the easy cheat way is to look at the new for 2020 in the in the beginning of the regulations book, so that helps out. It seems to, you know, obviously change... <laughs> <laughs> yearly, particularly in the fishing realm, where slot limits get imposed yep. and different uh, different limits for different lakes, etc. Um, how how about in in the hunting realm? I know that for deer hunting, different zones have different rules. Uh, is it quite as complex as it is in fishing, though? No, it's not quite as bad. Um, <clears throat> the biggest thing that changes with the big game seasons, or the deer season in particular, every year is the what you can harvest, whether it switches from a lottery zone to a managed zone. Um, but there's a pretty easy uh, way. To, we just look in the book. Uh, there's a big map that comes out. For the most part, I have zone 184 for deer season, so it's pretty easy to keep a track of that. But other than that, there's not a lot of changes other than what you can harvest every year. I mean, obviously, with COVID, uh, everything would be virtual, and, and certainly I've talked to a lot of DNR people that are that are dealing with that. But has there typically been, like, meetings at the beginning of the year to kind of recap what, what has been imposed so you guys are aware of that, or how does that work? Yeah, so a lot of regulations will go into effect in August. Uh, we'll a lot of times have one meeting a year, and we'll have somebody come in and just go over to the new regulations for everything in one day. Um, otherwise, they'll send us out emails with the new special regulations for the different seasons. So we just keep track of that, and uh, and once you get caught up on it, it's, it's pretty easy from year to year. Typically, how many tickets a year do you write? It, it's tough to say, uh, tickets and warnings. It just depends on the year and what's going on. Um, I like to travel to different areas, so I get up on Red Lake, Leech Lake, Winnie, uh, spent some time on the Rainy River and Lake of the Woods, and even made it down to Mille Lacs last winter a half dozen times. So kind of depends on where I'm traveling and what's going on. For example, if we get a poor ice year, then the citation numbers will drop significantly in the winter. But 
for the most part, most people are really good. Um, they enjoy visiting with us when we do checks on them. That's the one one to 5% of the people that, that have issues. Would you say that most violations are just violations, and I don't want to use the word ignorance, but maybe just didn't know that particular rule yeah. or it got changed and they weren't aware? Um, that can happen. Um, a lot of times we'll see people using extra line, for example. That's that's a very common violation. Or sneaking out, or I shouldn't say sneaking, they'll go out fishing with a relative for the day. If they're here for the weekend, they'll go out for the day and not buy a license because they don't think they'll get checked, stuff like that. Um, a lot of times it is people know the, know the rule and they'll try to get away with something. A lot of times it's very good people that get caught caught in the in the flow of things. There's a excellent crappie bite going on, so they just get greedy or something like that. Make a poor judgment call. Antlers make good people do things that they typically won't do, especially the bigger they get. So you get a good person out that'll willing to take a shot out of a truck window or something like that. If there's a really big buck out in the field. All right. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure you've seen a lot of things over the years. Yep. Yeah, a lot of a lot of interesting things we run into out in the woods and the lakes. How many uh, conservation officers do we have up in in Paul Bunyan Country? Um, give or take, it's you know the Bemidji, Beltrami County area. I think there's four or five of us right now, but that goes all the way from south south to Bemidji, all the way up into that four town area. So it's a pretty good chunk of real estate. Uh, we got one out in Clearwater County, uh, and then if you get out towards Park Rapids, there's actually some vacant stations right now there right now. So there's a lot of us up here covering there. I think we're a dozen officers short statewide. So, well, I know, and as you mentioned earlier, some of the places you visited, you obviously have a large swath of land that you you have to cover. Yeah, we we average probably 650 to 700 square miles. Some of them are a little bit bigger than that. What would you say on the fishing side would be the the most common uh, violation you run into? Uh, probably in the winter, by far, it's angling with extra lines. Uh, what about hunting? Uh, it kind of depends on what, what activity as far as hunting, but probably trespassing is one of the bigger, more common violations. Uh, deer hunting, we get a fair amount of complaints of people shooting from the road or from a motor vehicle. When it comes to uh, hunting, like I said, there's there's a ton of seasons going on right now. Uh, is it just a when when you're when you're putting a, out a plan for the day? Do you do you kind of map out a week or say, okay, I got to go check out some lakes today. I got to go hit the woods today. I got to go check out some deer, you know, some uh, duck hunters Saturday. I mean, how does that uh, play out? Um, I I go day by day. It's too hard to make a a week plan of what I'm going to work or when I'm going to work. Uh, so I like to go day by day uh, and it just depends on what's going on. Uh, I like to switch it up. If I have a hot crappie bite going on someplace in the evening, I'll, I'll go there and watch or check people. I like to get out. If there's a, I'll keep an eye on what's coming through for waterfall. So if there's a migration of ringnecks coming through, I have certain lakes I'll go to where they congregate as opposed to other lakes where they don't, they're not very common. Later in the year, I'll watch for the mallards moving through, so there are certain lakes I'll watch for that. Um, or if the walleye bites happens to start kicking up on the cast chain, I'll spend a lot of time out there checking people. So 
Well, it kind of just depends on where people are at and what activity is going on, what's biting or what, what migrant birds are moving through or, or stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> also go on what we get for complaints. If we get complaints of people shooting early or late, we'll go out and watch those areas. Or we network quite a bit with resort owners, um, bait shop owners, guides, uh, people that get out, locals that get out and fish a lot, they'll give us information on what's biting certain people they're seeing in those areas a lot, people to watch for and stuff like that. One of the things I've I've noticed about this area, the passion of the, the outdoors people here, uh, whether they're guides or, or even just a standard angler or a hunter, they love where they live, they love what they have, they want it protected, and uh, they are very adamant about uh, helping you guys out a lot of times. Yeah, we've got recently. We've got a lot of people thanking us for our service, um, giving us information on people doing things they shouldn't be doing. And yeah, they're very passionate. I mean, we're we're centrally located between some of the top fishing lakes in the country. Tons of state and federal county lands for people to hunt. So it's a it's a great place to be an outdoors person and like you said those people are very passionate about it and they want it protected and and the other they're willing to work with us when you're out there i mean uh, one of the things that i i would presume you've seen a lot of is dangerous situations um and with you know cold water whether it be a, a duck boat or fall fishing or early spring fishing um, you know, there's a lot of firearms, there's a lot of bullets flying during hunting season. Uh, if you're not awake and you're not paying attention and you're not making yourself visible, it can, it can be nasty out there, can it? Yeah, we do. We get into some pretty interesting situations. Um, like I said earlier, most people are very good with us. They appreciate us being out there. They like talking to us. Check can turn into a people asking where the fish are biting or where we're seeing waterfalls, stuff like that. So it's very positive, but yeah, at times we do run into some pretty interesting stuff. People shining and shooting deer at night, and when we're stopping those people, those stops can be pretty interesting at times and and difficult, but you know, you just got to work through it. And and like I said, most, most interactions with us are very positive. This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. We have a lot more on life as a conservation officer with Bryce Falbrecht, but up next, we're going to talk fishing. I called Chuck Hazzy to get a Leech Lake report. Turns out, I didn't just get to talk to Chuck Hazzy, I got to talk to Jim Flesh, too. It's coming up next. Well, today I'm Paul Bunyan, Country Outdoors. Get to check in with Chuck Hazzy of uh, Leisure Outdoor Adventures. Chuck, welcome back to the show. Thanks. Um, you got a you got a wild day going today, don't you? We do. We got uh, we're out fishing right now. We actually just netted a nice eh, 15 incher or so. Gonna reach in the live well and grab another minnow here. But uh, yeah, it's calm seas, so it's uh, I got plenty of time to talk. All right. Well, listen, before we get into how things are going right now, uh, since we last talked, I know you had some uh, some tournament things going on. Uh, how did the tournament year mm-hmm. go for you this year? It went well. Um, we ended up our last, our la- well, our last tournament was the MWC on Cass Lake. And uh, 
We finished in the top 10 there. I think we ended up in sixth place, I believe. And uh, our AIM series, um, our last tournament of the year was on Lake of the Woods. That one didn't go so well for us. We we caught him the first day and couldn't catch him the second day. So that one didn't go as well. But overall, it was a pretty good year. So what's next in that realm? Um, sorry, we just got, we got a double on oh. right now. I was watching two hook sets go at the same time. Nice. Um, tournament season is done for the year now. Okay. Um, but we did qualify for the national championship, which will be held in Wisconsin next spring. Okay. Do we know where um, in Wisconsin? So that'll be held around the end of May. Okay. Have they set a spot for that yet or not? They have not yet. It's going to be in Wisconsin. Um, more than likely, it'll be on on uh, Green Bay, it sounds like, but that's not a definite yet. All right, so how has the fishing been here in uh, September and into October? Honestly, the, the fishing on leech has been, this has been one of the best fall bites I've ever seen. Um, the last week here has been really, really good, Kev. The, the water temps are starting out about 47, 48 in the morning, and once we hit that 49, 50-degree mark, middle of the day, it's like it keeps getting better and better during the day. So it's, it's, been, it's been fantastic here the last couple weeks now. What do they want right now? Jigging a minnow. Oh. Really, I mean, and it doesn't even seem to matter what, what size minnow. I mean, we've caught them on little fat heads. We've caught them on red tails. Um, they want meat right now. They're what the most of the fish are feeding on right now is the young of the year perch minnows that are maybe an inch or two long, and they're trying to put on the pounds right now before winter. So they're they're really going on the jig and a minnow. You know they always say fall bite is the best bite, and when you can couple that up with decent weather, it's a pretty great time to oh, be on man. the water. You couldn't ask for anything better right now. I mean today it's 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 maybe only. 50 degrees, I'd say, maybe a little less, but we have no wind. The sun's starting to peak out, and it's just as long as you're dressed for it, it's, to me, this is the best time of year to be out here. Absolutely, and and the weather's uh, going to be pretty ideal for this weekend as well. Has there been a lot of uh, a lot of people fishing this fall? I have seen more boats on Leech Lake in September and October than I can ever remember. Um, there was just a, a Thursday, middle of the week here, a week or so ago, and I counted maybe 50 boats out perch fishing in, in one area. And that's that's pretty unheard of. I mean, normally around here after Labor Day, the, the light switch kind of goes off on town. And, uh, you know, it starts to quiet down. There's days where you feel like you might be the only one out here. But that's that's not the case this year. Awesome. Um, you know, we, we know that there's been a lot more people fishing in general this year, and obviously that's continuing into this fall uh, season. Of course, football is finally getting started, and that might hamper it a little bit. But, but there, people have been looking for something to do, and for the lake to be uh, on fire right now, that's just great news for the future. It is, it is. And, and not just fishing. I mean, the, the grouse hunters are in the area now. Um, you're seeing a few bow hunters show up. You hear a few few shotgun blasts in the morning now that duck season's going it, it seems like everyone's out out enjoying the outdoors right now well and then if you're into fishing and uh, and you could just jig and minnow walleyes right now i mean that to me that's that's the best way to fish them anyway that's the, the way i like to so when that when that bite is exactly. going it's great news 
and it's easy right now it's it's dead calm but i'm just back trolling us at a half mile an hour and cast that jig out there and just kind of float it you know just above the bottom and man when they hit it they are crushing it too so um where whereabouts on the lake are you are you uh hanging out deep shallow what's what's working no, we're fishing. We're fishing the main part of the lake, kind of up in the northwest corner, um, ten feet of water, ten, eleven feet. Nothing crazy depth-wise. It's just kind of a big flat where these perch minnows are all schooled up on, and and the fish seem to be weaving in and out of them. So we're just covering ground and and getting them away from the boat seems to help a little bit when it's calm like this. But um, yeah, nothing too crazy. Just just straight jigging a minnow and covering ground on these giant flat areas. Well, I know you've got a, a superstar in the boat with you that, that maybe I'll talk to in a little bit, but uh, what are you hearing from your other buds at Leisure Outdoor Adventures and some of the other lakes and, and some of the other bites? Um, I am hearing Winnie is, Lake Winnebagoshish is uh, actually really, really doing well right now. Lots of lots of keeper-sized fish and some of those, some of those bigger, you know, slot fish in that 20 to... 25 inch range are they kind of disappeared for a while but they're starting to show back up so it sounds like winnie's been really good um cast lake i know when we were there a couple weeks ago the bite out there was just it was phenomenal and not just for walleyes but for bigger perch too um i haven't heard much about lake bemidji there right in town um i know the the guys down on Malax are still catching smallies so i think fish are firing just about anywhere you go right now and again, with the weather the way it is, that's just ex- excellent news, certainly. Um, right. What do you think, um, looking ahead, um, do you do much ice fishing? I do, yep. Um, I, I think it's going to be a busy year ice fishing-wise, provided we, we get the right conditions. Uh, last year, it kind of was kind of a damper. I mean, we we started to get ice, and we got all that snow, and it kind of wrecked most of our season as far as just being able to get around on the lake um or where you could eat go but we're hoping for a better year this year and uh things are lining up like you know it, it should be a good winter season as well okay well do you think jim flesh would talk to me for a couple minutes i yeah let me see let me see what he's doing right now okay um hold on a second sure no problem and i called chuck this morning i had no idea that i was going to have two kevin. outstanding hey, anglers in the boat they're biting so good kevin you could even get them <laughs> that's your favorite line of all time it's my favorite line, isn't it, with you on the radio? <laughs> yes. Well, I, you know, when I called Chuck Hazzy, I didn't know I was going to get, you know, the, 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 the Leech Lake Hall of Fame, you know. He's, he's subleasing me uh, <laughs> as a guide, so it, these guys just don't know how much they're going to be paying in the end. That's the problem. So, oh, so you two guys are guiding today, are you? In the same boat. Okay. Wow. Chuck's boat. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you know Chuck? Well, yeah. Okay. Who well, doesn't? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's 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 Walker. It's Leech Lake. It's one big fa- yep. happy family there, right? Correct. That's right, Kevin. <laughs> so, Jim, what's going on on the water this year for you? Same stuff. You know, it was a great summer. I thought better than last summer. Um, our musky fishing's going pretty good right now. And as well, you know me and bass fishing. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I got another one. <laughs> got to get the net here, but I'm talking to you. So, bass has been great, even though we've had a lot of tournaments. Um, but right now, you know, is one of my favorite bass times. So, 
um, it's been a great year, I think, for everybody. I think overall, you know, the report's been great, which is great for our area. Yeah, absolutely, and that's the thing. I you mentioned bass, you mentioned muskie. We know the walleye bite's been good. Uh, you get those three things going. Um, that's that's great news for Leech Lake and 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 people coming into town. I would think. Right, it's very beneficial for everyone, and you know everybody's got a good state of mind. You know how it gets some years when it's <laughs> tough, but uh, and everyone's catching fish, not just us. So that's even better. So as far as the muskie goes. Um, has that kind of been lake-wide? Is there any particular spots that have been particular musky hotbeds uh, the, this year? Yeah, the the middle, you know, on the rock reefs seems to be where we traditionally are this time of year anyway. <clears throat> and then um, there's the big walleyes are out there. You'll catch them, too, while you're musky fishing. So, And, you know me, I go till I can't put the boat in until uh, <laughs> things are frozen. So, yeah. And we just keep getting this beautiful weather. So oh. why not go fish? You know, it's beautiful. Absolutely. So the the mm-hmm. what kind of what kind of muskies are we seeing? Or how big are they? Normal, you know, okay. hundred to hundred and twenty pounds. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. good one. Typical uh, leech lake muskie. Yeah, yeah, typical ones, Kevin. <laughs> oh, just all nice fish. You know, any muskie is a good muskie. So um, it's been great. So we look forward to another three weeks of that for sure. Um, where are we finding the bass right now? What are you using on them? We're doing all our fishing right in the wild rice, in there 30 yards or so, and just flipping a Texas rig or a jungle jig, anything like that. And usually for them, the middle of the day to the afternoon is always the best. So um, that's been a blessing. The duck hunters are not there that way, you know, after the early morning, and you just fish. You know the uh, the thing about uh, leech you mentioned. There's you had a ton of tournaments. There's there's a lot of pressure on the bass in that lake, and it just doesn't matter. It hasn't seemed to, um, which is a blessing. And you know, a lot of those tournaments have gone to the virtual, even for bass. So you know, they're not running those fish across the lake like years past. They're just letting them go immediately where they're catching them, which I think is great. Oh, yeah, the, definitely very helpful for the health of the fish. And, you know, the other thing that's going on is with the, <clears throat> excuse me, the growth of the high school um, fishing scene and college fishing scene, there's a whole young generation of anglers that are really uh, learning about bass early in life. And uh, I, I think bass is going to be a, a really, really popular uh, fishery, even more so uh, five to ten years from now. It. And these young anglers, Kevin, are very good Um they're very well trained, you know, information and techniques, and they're pretty impressive, actually. So I think it's awesome. So you're uh, you're still guiding up until uh, they won't let you, the the ice won't let you on the water anymore. That is correct. How do people get a hold of you to get uh, something set up? As always, they can go to Facebook, Kevin, or two one eight two five two one three seven three. Okay. Well, I, again, I didn't know I was going to be treated with uh, two of the greatest anglers in, in Leech Lake history, but uh, lucky me. Well, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. You know that, Kevin. You too, Jim. Thanks very much. Uh, i got to talk to Chuck and find out how we get the Twins out of the first round of the playoffs, so if you can get it back to him, I'd appreciate it. Okay, here you go. Thanks. All right. All right. Now, Go ahead. Did you get filled with enough lies there? I wasn't paying attention to what he was saying. I was netting fish. <laughs> oh yes, you know, you, you, he's a he, he's a silver tongue devil. There's no question about it. He, he knows how to do it, doesn't he? <laughs> he certainly does. Well, I told him I had to talk to you before one more time before we wrapped it up because uh, I need your advice, and and so does uh, uh, Falvine. They need your advice on how to get the Twins out of the first round of the playoffs. For God's sake. <laughs> 
I was going to say we're not going to talk about the Twins, are we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. You know, the the one thing we talked about that we just needed a little bit was some starting pitching to carry us through, and the bats would take care of the rest. And I guess that kind of backfired on us, didn't it? It it, it kind of did. Yeah, the bats were pretty silent. Uh, well, even much of the year, let alone the postseason. But I I kind of don't want to overreact to a 60-game season either, because it just was a weird year for everybody. That's true. That's true. Yep. No, very true. And, you know, it's at, at least we had somewhat of a season. Um, it it could have been worse. I'm still, I don't, I don't know if you're still following the playoffs or not, but, I mean, that Astros and A's game yesterday was pretty crazy how it was back and forth, so it's still, you know, we're still getting the benefit of being able to watch playoff baseball, which is nice. It is. I, I, I hate the Astros, but anyway. <laughs> I think a lot of people do, yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, one thing about it, if the Twins uh, got eliminated early, this is a good year for it because, like you were saying, the wa- weather's great, the fishing is great, so there's there's other good things to do. There are definitely multiple opportunities right now, and uh, sitting in front of the TV watching a, a Twins game, you know, is nice, but uh, I'll take this any day. <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, Chuck, do you still have some spots available later in the fall if people want to get out on the lake with you? I do, yeah. It's, uh, I'll be fishing until freeze up as well. Um, you can you can call me on my cell is 218-289-1383, or you can call our uh, Leisure uh, Outdoors 800 number, which is 855-LOA-HOOK. All right. Now, just one more time. If we're going to head out to Leech Lake or really any any of the lakes uh, this weekend, do some fishing, considering the weather conditions and what you're seeing out there, what should we have in the boat with us, and where should we be on the water? Pretty simple right now. I mean, fish the, the windblown points. Um, you know, anything that's been a consistent wind direction, you're going to want to fish those windblown points, 10 feet of water or less, jigging a minnow, and you'll you'll catch fish. You'll have a good time. Chuck Hazzy, along with Jim Flesh today on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, talking Leech Lake fishing and, and beyond that as well. Hey, Chuck, as always, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for taking the time. Anytime, Cap. Thank you. Yeah, serious firepower guiding on Leech Lake today with the Jim Flesh and Chuck Hazzy in the same boat. Coming up next, we check back in with DNR Conservation Officer Bryce Balbrecht and find out more on what it's like to be a conservation officer. This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Advice, good advice for safety of the hunters and anglers out there. What are some of the key things people tend to forget that, that really they need to do to stay safe? The biggest thing with water any time of season, but uh, remember your life jackets. Um, you aren't required to be wearing them, but if you please reach them, it would be best. We still check people in the fall when it's 40-degree air temperature and, and the water's below 50 degrees. They don't have life jackets in their boat with mm-hmm. them. Uh, it's especially dangerous if you're out in a duck boat with waders on. Once those waders fill up, no matter how strong you are, you're, you're going under. So <clears throat> it is always best to wear it, but you're not required to. But at least make sure they're in the boat. We still, today, we run into people that don't have enough life jackets with them, and it, it's extremely dangerous. Uh, we get called to, uh, not necessarily me, but officers in northern Minnesota to get called to body recoveries or, bot- or uh, rescue situations with duck hunters every year and fall fishermen, and they don't have life jackets with them. So mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest things. Um, 
if we do happen to come out and check in, you're doing some type of hunting activity, we we like when people just leave the gun where it's at. If you're holding it, that's fine. But if you're in a goose blind, for example, just leave it lay next to you. And then the gun is safe. People don't get nervous. Even even though most of our contacts are positive, people do get nervous because we are law enforcement when we come up and talk to them. So when you're nervous, you never know. You might accidentally pull the trigger or touch the trigger. Not necessarily pull it intentionally, but leave the gun where it's at. That's the safest thing to do. So those are some of the things we like. Bryce, how long have you been a conservation officer now? Uh, I got hired in April of 2008. I've been in the Bemidji area since I think it was 2012. Before that, I was up in the Waskish Kellier area. So I've been in this area for over 12 years now. What drove you into this business? Um, I always I grew up a hunting, fishing family, very active in the outdoors, and just had an interest in protecting the natural resources. Uh, it always bothered me when people were taking advantage of it. Uh, I had a good friend that used to be a state trooper or state patrol officer. Uh, he kind of got me into the law enforcement side of it. It kind of just grew from there. I went to Bemidji State, graduated from there, and just had more and more interest in being a conservation officer. So what is the training you get for that? You Is it through a law enforcement type degree or is it more of a wildlife biology type thing? What what do you study when you want to be a conservation officer? A little bit of both. Uh, my degree is in criminal justice. Uh, we've hired people with wildlife management degrees, biology degrees, stuff like that, where they'll actually pay for them to go and get their degree in uh, criminal justice. We are all peace officer certified officers in the state of Minnesota, so we can do anything a a sheriff's deputy or a police officer would do. We don't necessarily go out and target people for traffic violations, but we can stop them for that. And we do assist the county and the cities with with CALS, and they get need help and stuff like that as well. Where are you from originally? I am from southern Minnesota originally, down by between Thurbo and Mankato area. When you came to Bemidji State, uh, if I recall, you were a Beaver football player. Yep, I played center for, I started for three years, a long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago, he says. Oh, I know what a long yep. time ago is, and it is, you're not, you're still a young man. <laughs> All the old aches and pains are starting to come back, something. <laughs> getting there when when you were there that was uh, during the uh, great era of beaver football was it not yeah we had some pretty good seasons back when uh, eddie acosta was a running back and some people might remember or know brian stoffel i played with him for a few seasons there's a couple of uh, big time names in the bemidji football scene both on the high school and the yeah. university level right. yep ryan welly was around yeah same age as him that was when you were here uh, and then you kind of just kind of stuck around the area as it sounds like yeah i left for about a year i was a police officer in a small town in southern minnesota but always liked it up here and wanted to get back up in this area so i was fortunate enough when i got hired to the state to get the lost fish kelly area and get back up here again when, when you pursued the the uh criminal justice degree was it with uh conservation officer type duties in, in your mind or was it just standard law enforcement you were interested in at that time no i going into college i always wanted to be, i wanted to be a conservation officer so that was, that was my goal it's a difficult career to get into so i took a 
police officer job after college just to gain some experience dealing with people and helped me out a lot getting down how to talk to people and deal with people and got in all kinds of different situations, uh, domestics and stuff like that. So it helped me moving into this career. The one thing that that would be different, I mean, and I'm sure you run into some nasty people, and I think you kind of alluded to that uh, in this realm too, but by and large, you're running into people who are out recreating and by and large are just trying to have some fun and Maybe you're skirting something, you know. It's a, it's a little different than yeah. when you get called at 2 o'clock in the morning to break up something at somebody's house or at a bar or something like that. Yeah, it's a little bit different, but we we do at times get called out at 2, 3 in the morning for people shining and stuff like that. So we get woke up and we have to head out and take care of that stuff. Now we're kind of on call most of the time unless, unless we're out of the area, but we try to answer our phones as much as possible and during the fall season we get called out quite frequently at night i was kind of curious as to how many uh, violations you find on your just standard routes or versus how many you uh, find via the calls you get yeah, a lot depends on the area i hard to say a percentage uh, we're fortunate enough where we don't get a lot of calls so we can go out and be proactive law enforcement or proactive whereas the city and the Bemidji and the county are so busy with calls that at times they can't just go out and look for violations or running call to call. For me in this area it's not like that. Um, some of the busier metro stations they get a, a lot of calls where they just have to respond to calls and can't go out and patrol and, and look for violations but fortunately in this area I get get to spend a lot of time going out in the boat or other recreational vehicles looking for violations myself. One of the tools you have is the turn-in poachers program, the TIP program. I'll remind people how yeah. that works. Yeah, so now you can either, we've got all kinds of ways to contact TIP, but it's on your, any type of Minnesota license, the information's on there, or else in a hunting regulations or fishing regulations books. All that information is printed in there, but now you can go, instead of just calling in, you can text in, or you can also go to the website and uh, email in a complaint. We get a lot of those, and you can give us your name if you want and talk to us if you want, or you can give us information and stay anonymous and say you don't want to be contacted. Either way, we'll look into the information, and any information we get is better than nothing. And there is a tip fund where you uh, get reward money, correct? Yep. So if you want a reward, we'll, we'll do that. And I've done as much as a tip foundation will email, or, uh, mail me a check, and I'll cash it, and I'll have the cash on hand so that person doesn't have to go to the bank with a tip check, and I'll meet them in some obscure place and give them the money so nobody knows that they're even talking to me. So again, anything you need to know uh, for TIP is on the licenses and you can take it from there. Uh, TIP's been going on a long time now. I can't remember what year they started, but yeah, it's been around since I've been hired. Anything else we should cover before we wrap it up today? I don't think so. I think we've pretty much covered everything. Before you go out and do any type of activity, just skim through the regulations book. Make sure you got everything covered. And don't forget fall waters. The water is cold. Remember life jackets. And fortunately or unfortunately, we are getting close to that uh, ice fishing, early ice stuff. I know last year during the deer season, they were ice fishing already. So use caution when going out there on the, on the ice early. Put your ex-football player helmet on for a second. How weird would it be to be a football yeah. player this fall? It would be 
Very interesting. I'm not sure what they're all doing, and I know missing out on some of the seasons would be pretty difficult. You'll work all all year long uh, lifting weights, reviewing tapes, plyometrics, all that conditioning stuff, and then, yeah, it would be difficult to miss out on a season or only play part of the season, but it would be different situation. For a guy like you, though, with the weather we're having this fall, you know, there'd be a lot more fishing and hunting time, that's for sure. That's true, yeah. And we see quite a few of them out fishing and hunting, including the coaches. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Bryce Volbrecht is a DNR conservation officer here in Paul Bunyan country, uh, just kind of talking about uh, the, the overall picture of what it's like to be a conservation officer, what are some of the key things going on. And uh, Bryce, we thank you for taking time today. It was great talking to you, and uh, have a great fall. All right, thanks, and have a good afternoon. That's it for this week. I'm Kev Jackson. Thank you for joining us. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors has been sponsored by Pepsi Nye Bottling of Bemidji, Timberline Sport and Convenience in Black Duck, Clearbrook Electric, Bonded Lock and Key, your home for Liberty Safes, Ace on the Lake, and DS Beverages, your Anheuser-Busch distributor in Paul Bunyan Country. I'm Kev Jackson. We'll do it all again next week on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.